You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. We're ending the week previewing the week two preseason slate for the NFL. Uh, some interesting, uh, whatever Matt and I are most interested to see is kind of what we're going to get into today. Rather than trying to get into every single game, we won't really have time for that with um, every game but one going on Saturday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The Thursday night game, though, is in the books now with the Patriots and Eagles, which we'll talk about first, Matt, though. News out of New York with the Jets. Very bad news. And they paid a ton of money for pass rusher Carl Lawson, who is now done for the year before his first Jets season even begins. An Achilles injury. Um, that That's a tough one. And Carl Lawson has gone through a ton of injuries, even dating back to his college days. But this was going to be the year, a perfect scheme for him to just really break out and shine as a number one pass rusher on the Jets because he wasn't treated as a number one pass rusher early in his career with the Bengals. And uh, he was going to have that opportunity, and now he won't. I, I hate hearing these, you know, because – I thought Lawson has been a very underrated player for a lot of years. I really liked him coming out of school. He's been great on the Bengals and didn't get that type of recognition on a bad defense. Um, Not a huge snap count guy played, you know, uh, rotationally to some degree, but then he finally gets paid when he hits the open market and deserved it. I mean, he was worth that kind of money. It's a real handful to play against. And, as you know, you know, on a Robert Sala defense, they're going to spend money and resources on premium defensive linemen. They had one in Quinn and Williams, and I think it's a pretty good group. But this was the, the next best thing compared to Quinn and Williams, and now you're not going to have them for the whole year. And they don't have – they're not able to withstand such a thing. I mean, it's not to the same degree of losing Bosa with the Niners last year, but yeah, it's a foundational piece that you're counting on to be – one of the most pivotal players on your team. It's a huge blow to that defense. And that's so important for Robert Sala's defense is to have that pressure up front. And, and that's what it's all based on. And that's going to be very difficult for the New York Jets defense. If they're not going to be able to generate enough pressure up front. So they still got Vinny Curry around. Who's I think on the, uh, the injured list, Ronald Blair, who they brought over from San Francisco, who, you know, another very underrated player who might get a ton of snaps now in that Jets defense coming off the edge, John Franklin Myers, Kyle Phillips. Um, I mean, just not a ton that a couple of rookies this year, sixth round pick, Jonathan Marshall, and then uh, he's more of a deep interior defensive guy, though. So, I mean, yeah, just like, he is. Yeah. That's a good buzz about him, but yeah, none of those are headliners besides Quinn. It's just, it's tough, man. It, it's a tough thing to get over when you lose your number one pass rusher. And it's what happened to Robert Sala last year with Nick Bosa in San Francisco. <laughs> right. And you saw how that goes. And he's a really good defensive coordinator, and they were able to overcome it in San Francisco, but they don't have the depth here uh, in New York that they did last year in San Francisco for Robert Sala's defense. No, it's unfortunate for the Jets, for Sala, for Lawson, the fan base, all those things, because it would have been a really interesting defensive front, you know, and then you mix in C.J. Mosley. You can maybe even make the argument that the front seven was finally in decent shape for the first time in a long time. Uh, Still have corner issues, which is going to make it harder to make up for these issues as well. So uh, you hate to see it. Unfortunately, there's going to be more of them coming up in the next couple weeks, too, but uh, brutal. 
The Jets-Packers game is absolutely one I'm going to be turn- tuning into this weekend. We'll get to that one. But first, I want to talk about the first game in the books here, which was Patriots-Eagles 35 nothing, And, like, you can't take too much from a preseason game. But, like, just the coaching I would question here a little bit because it was just so clear. Snap one all the way through the end of the game that the Patriots were executing and came to play. And the Eagles just weren't. Like, how much, how much time did every Patriot quarterback have in the pocket in this game? Amazing. I mean, first, a couple things I would really I, I noticed here was Jalen Hurts got sick before the game, so he didn't play. That's unfortunate. He's one of the young guys that needs all the snaps mm-hmm. he can get. Flacco doesn't. Um, the Eagles certainly didn't play their guys very long. And trust me, I studied the Eagles-Steelers game from a week ago, probably more than I should have. And it was very obvious that depth is a big problem for this Eagles team. I mean, they're, they're ones, especially on the line of scrimmage, D-line, O-line, could be pretty good. And I think all in all, if this team stays healthy, which they haven't lately, they may win a couple more games than people give them credit for. But their depth is a problem. And like the second half last week, The Steelers just ran all over Philly, and the Patriots did it from Jump Street in Mm -hmm. this one. I mean, just owning the line of scrimmage, no pass rush, gouging them on the ground, doesn't matter who the the running back was. And I thought Newton played very well. I mean, it's a comfortable situation for him. Same with Mac Jones. I don't have a whole lot to take out of this game other than that. I mean, it's just a dominant performance, just gouging them over and over. Clearly, that's how the Patriots want to play. Um, Devontae Smith, first first viewing yes. of him. He moved around well, made a player too. So I guess that's encouraging. Yeah, missing a lot of starters there on Philly. So you can't take a ton away yeah. from it. And it was just, it was almost too easy. So you can't take a ton positive yeah. from the Patriots, even though they dominated him both uh, in the air and on the ground. It was just everything came too easy, it seemed like. But Devontae Smith, that, that was huge because there was, and look, not a lot of action. He had two catches for 19 yards, but there were some things I wanted to see. He's super skinny, and I saw him walking around before the game. He's just with when he he needs to stop doing the thing where he wears his, and you see this in training camp too, where you have your jersey on but no pads underneath. Don't ever do that. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. He swims in that jersey with no pads on. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but everything we saw from Alabama, I loved it. He got off of press coverage, which is is what yep. you're worried about when a guy weighs 165 pounds on one of his catches, and in and out of his breaks, uh, you know, just decisive, gets open, pure hands after the catch diving uh, forward, you know, all smooth, all in one motion. Loved what I saw from some limited action for Devontae Smith in his first uh, NFL game there. So excited for that, and I can't wait for preseason week three in the regular season. I, I still really like Devontae Smith. And, um, yes, yeah, he's skinny, yeah, but he is a ball. Yep, they're 100% right. So Feeling a lot, a lot better. Of 10 else from that game. We, yeah. we talked about um, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, and I took him in my dynasty league, and again, it's like, okay, I like it, big man. And look, That's we talked about the offensive line. He showed power when the hole wasn't there to to burst into the end zone on a short run. Uh, he showed feet and vision on another short touchdown run and, and 15 carries for 66 yards and a couple more touchdowns and uh, winning people their DFS leagues, I think, with all these touchdowns for him in the preseason. But I like it what I see. I like what I've seen from J.J. Taylor. He had 12 carries for 93 yards. Uh, Harris, too. Sony Michelle even looked decisive in the game. I mean, there's a, there's too many mouths to feed a running back. I feel like you could dangle maybe Sony Michelle to the Rams or something like that. Am I crazy that the yeah. the Patriots could move one of these guys? I think so. And 
Uh, Michelle actually got some passes thrown his way. That's a rarity. And I always thought he was a good receiver coming out of Georgia, but they haven't used him that way at all. They've used him as their LeGarrette Blunt, Lawrence Maroney type dot guy. Um, maybe. I mean, Stevenson, I think, needs to play. And if you get something for Michelle, I know he's got knee issues and durability things that probably don't make him super, a super commodity, but it would make sense to move one of them. I do want to say, and I know Mac Jones had all day to throw, but he's just looked so solid and composed and like a pro in both of his first two preseason games now. And Cam Newton was eight of nine throwing with 103 yards, and he looked great too. So it's not like Newton's doing anything to let Mac Jones win that job from him out of the gate. But I think just the the if nothing else, the Patriots feel good that they got a player in Mac Jones who's going to be a starting NFL quarterback. Yeah, it sure looks that way. I mean, he looks very composed. Um, kind of what we thought we'd see from him from Bama, but it always nice to reassure yes. that, you know, in the NFL level, uh, that's two outings now, both times he looked the part. And I always talk about how rookies, the first hurdle to me is just, do you look comfortable? Do you look like you belong? The answer is absolutely yes. And uh, I thought Newton was very encouraging too. I mean, there's, as has been the case his whole career, there's some, some passes that don't come that come out a little funky or hotter than they need to, but he put the ball where it needed to be, and I thought he played well. I do want to mention last year's first-round wide receiver for the Eagles, Jalen Rager, who only had one catch for five yards on three targets in this game, but did you see the crazy one-handed catch he had in practice in training camp? I did. It was pretty awesome. Did yeah. you, that, that should have gotten more pub. That was Odell Beckham-like and maybe even more impressive than the Odell Beckham catch. It just didn't happen in, happen in a real game. No, it's, it's awesome. I mean, it, it's amazing that really since the Odell catch, those type of one-handed grabs aren't even that much of news anymore because, first of all, people practice them practice. much more than ever. They attempt them much more than ever. And the gloves. I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity to put a pair of those gloves on. Mm-hmm. It, it makes you feel like you could just grab anything. I mean, they're amazing. I mean, trust me, the Belitnikovs with their stickum and all those guys didn't have anything on these gloves. That's what I was going to say. They outlawed stickum. It's like, (laughs) well, you don't need stickum when you've got these gloves. And yeah, it's sort of like we're seeing with young quarterbacks now. They're practicing the the you know the off platform throws and and they're having a real fun time with it. And you're seeing a lot of quarterbacks getting really good at that. It's making them better. We're seeing this with wide receivers too. They're going out there and practicing these one handed catches without question. And it's you know another. club in your bag, you know, without question. I think there's some value to it. There's sometimes you can't get to it with one and it's easier to haul them in now than it used to be. So why not? As long as you can do the traditional stuff as well on top of this, you know, I would think that if you're good with both hands individually, you're probably good with both hands together too. You would think, you would think, (laughs) you would think so. All right, uh, let's move (laughs) it on. Preview our favorite games to watch this weekend, preseason week two. Did you know the Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone like coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. If you don't know, now you know. And they've always got special flavors running through like grasshopper cookie. You know, like Thin Mints? Yeah, that one. It's really good. Uh, peanut butter, though, is my favorite. What is your favorite flavor? If you're not sure, you can do a mixed box of Built Bars. Not only are they the best-tasting protein bar on the market, they're healthy, too. 17 to 18 grams of protein in every bar. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Only 4 or 5 grams of sugar and only 4 or 5 grams of net carbs. 
Also, Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Okay, Matt, one interesting thing to note this weekend is is how our team's going to play this three-game preseason schedule. And judging by last week, it looked like, you know, week one is this year was just like week one from previous years. And looking at the Thursday night game, I think it's going to be essentially that just the fourth preseason game was lopped off and teams are going to treat one, two, and three like they always did. So I really think, I was hoping we're going to see more starters in week two and we might see a few more, but I really think week three of the preseason schedules now is going to be just like it always was with the third preseason game before is sort of the dress rehearsal. And that's when the starters play a lot, play the entire first half. uh, And I think we'll see the starters play more than they did in week one this weekend, but not quite uh, the level that we would hope to see with the starters. But looking at the Friday games, I'm interested to see guys like A.J. Green and J.J. Watt in new uniforms, and I don't know if they'll play at all or how much they'll play, but um, there's you know some primetime matchups in this game if we do get good on good early, and the Chiefs were one team that did play their starters quite a bit last week, so I wouldn't mind seeing some Mahomes versus Kyler Murray for at least a quarter in this one. Yeah, and we might get it, so that is encouraging. I'm not as confident as you of how we're going to see the rest of this preseason play out. I mean, uh, I don't know if we are going to see a dress rehearsal a week from now or some of that tonight, or are people just going to skip that because there's only three games and there's 17 regular season games. I think it's going to be all over the place. I, I originally thought week two that we're in would be the dress rehearsal week. And then next week would be just going through the motions, mm-hmm. part of the roster guys. But there is more of a break between the last preseason and first, you know, original season or, you know, uh, you know, main season of week one than usual. So I don't know. I, I do think that the, the, the common theme throughout the league, even before COVID ever hit was keep everybody healthy, no matter what. So, I, I'm interested. I, I'm, I'm curious how all these teams handle it. In a year from now, will this be a little more uniform of three games? I don't know. But I do think we'll see Mahomes and Kyler tonight. I mean, that, that's good enough for me. And I wonder if we just might overall just see less starters and teams are just more so. worried about it and don't want to get any players hurt like we saw with Carl Lawson, although that didn't even happen in a game. So uh, practices uh, is where some injuries can happen as well. What do you think? Bengals, Washington. What are you looking for in this contest? Yeah, I, I actually, as I mentioned, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I heard a really good interview with the Athletics Bengals reporter just this morning as I was taking my daughter back and forth to uh, amusement park this morning, and really thought he spelled it out well because he was talking about how much Burroughs struggled very early in camp. And, I mean, by all accounts, it was ugly. I mean, really struggled, and Burrow even said, yeah, I'm having a hard time returning but boy, he's apparently turned the corner in a big way. And this this beat reporter had a really good little conversation, too, about how all of a sudden, before you know it, blink of an eye, this has just become Burroughs' team. You know, he said, it's not an accident that Dunlap and especially Geno Atkins and A.J. Green, they're not here anymore because it used to be those were the guys in the locker room you'd look at and be like, wow, there's Geno Atkins, there's A.J. Green. It's now Burrow. I mean, it's all Burrow. And he's got his guy Chase and you know the offensive line I'm interested to see. But I just like how in not even a year's time, Burrow has just totally owned this organization. 
Can they protect him? That's the story here. You got right. Chase Young I mean, on the other side, game, yeah. and and like, look, T. Higgins. I like T. Higgins a lot. Uh, I think T. Higgins is the wide receiver to own there, even more than the rookie Jamar Chase in redraft. I'm leaning that way too. So, will the Bengals eventually? And there's already people talking about this. Will the Bengals regret not drafting an offensive tackle there in the first round and going with another wide receiver? So uh, that's something to watch there. And I hope that he doesn't get killed by Chase Young in this game. Yeah, you wonder how much Washington D-line are we really going to see, but there's certainly going to be some one-versus-ones tonight, and that does not favor the Bengals. I mean, that's as hard a test as you're going to get. Uh, anything anything of note on the, the Washington side? I mean, the one thing I'm going to be looking at is very, very fantasy-oriented. I want Antonio Gibson to get the passing down work so I can totally put my stamp of approval yeah. on him that he's going to be a mid-first-round pick for me in fantasy. No, that's a good one. Uh, I'm still looking at the young receivers there. Diami Brown, mm-hmm. I'm interested to see. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick is an interesting one. It's like it, at at first look, you think, oh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, okay, they got themselves a you know a journeyman quarterback, and who knows who they'll end up really being the quarterback there in the long term in Washington. And that's true. But most of the teams that Ryan Fitzpatrick has been on recently – it hasn't been his team. It hasn't been like no, from the no. start of OTAs. Okay, we're going to design the Never offense. His career. Never right. once. We're going to design right. the offense around Ryan Fitzpatrick. So is it possible that we see the best Ryan Patrick we've seen, Ryan Fitzpatrick we've seen yet because they're building the team for him to be successful and not for somebody else? It's a great question. And I think it's a good one for sure to think about because even I did that that fantasy show Wednesday night, and Fitzpatrick came up. Hey, where are you drafting him? And I basically said I'm not because there's going to be a two game stretch where he throws seven picks combined. Yeah. <laughs> he gets benched, you know, like it. But maybe he's grown up a little, matured a little at age 38, you know. And he wasn't that much of a risk taker in Miami in terms of putting the ball in harm's way. I think it'll be really fun, and I do think he could set up for his best season of his career, but I think it's going to be rocky. (laughs) I I don't know. I mean, I know everyone's rooting for him, and boy, that's going to be fun, and it's a heck of a lot more fun than Alex Smith and Haskins and those guys. I just think there's going to be some low moments. That could go in a lot of directions this year, which is why Washington, I think, is a fun team to watch. And uh, the other thing is just the young defensive backs there with uh, some nice, young, talented receivers. So that's a great matchup with the young DBs on Washington's defense and the young receivers on the Bengals' offense. Yeah, I mean, I think the the side of the ball to watch is when when Cincy has the ball more so than the other way around. Those are the Friday games. Anything coming up Saturday that you are going to definitely be tuning into? Well, I'm not going to bring up the Steelers. I'll be glued to that one and on the air till 2 in the morning or whatever. Um, I'm fun. scanning these games. You know, we talked Jets, Packers, just Wilson. It, Wilson and Lawrence are super interesting to me, of course, to stick with this common theme of these first-round quarterbacks, which is really the talk of the, of the whole preseason. But I think those two are at least as interesting as Lance and Fields. Because they're really the starters, you know. How much are they really going to play? You know, do you do you favor them a little bit and bench them quickly, knowing they're the ones, or do you play them as long as you can because they know you need it? You know, so those guys are interesting. I mean, I'm sure I could come up with a lot of storylines, but let's um, let's pause there actually on Jets Packers because obviously you have Jordan Love on the other side too, and Jordan yeah, Love right, should right. play a lot, and his first 
action was up and down. And I didn't really think about it, but that's the first time he'd ever actually been in a Packers uniform. Because he'd oh, been, right, right. In, I mean, aside from practice, he'd been inactive all of last year. There was no preseason games. That's crazy. So just like all these rookie first quarterbacks, that was his first real time wearing a uniform, even though he'd been on the team for a full year. So Jordan Love and in um, the Packers there against Zach Wilson and the Jets is going to be fun. How much does Wilson play? He and Trevor Lawrence both were exactly six of nine last week. I think he'll get more attempts than that, I would assume, to get him ready. I went back and watched the Jets game and, and Zach Wilson and he, he looked really good because there were such bad reports about him early on in training camp I didn't see any of that he looked confident the ball zipping out of his hands so um yeah I was impressed by Zach Wilson I want to see him build on that this week so that's a fun game no matter who's on offense for uh, most of it because I think we'll see a ton of Jordan Love in that one too yeah I, I he had some sort of shoulder issue though from the first game I think he's playing in this one but I really hope so and I would kind of push him into the action if need not if he if he's questionable. Oh, yeah. Because you need him to play. I mean, without question, you're right about Wilson. He certainly looks like he belongs. Um, I think his supporting cast is intriguing as well. Uh, that left side of the offensive line, in particular, those receivers. So that's definitely going to be a good one. I mean, and I'm sitting here looking at the matchups. I mean, the the Bills Bears is the only game at one. The Jets Packers is the only game at four thirty. So and I'm glad there's gonna be all all eyes on all those guys. Yeah, and I'm glad. I, I want to see as much Justin Fields as possible. With Fields, just want to see yeah. him get the ball out quicker. Like I already know he's got an arm. Yeah, I know he's point. fast. I know he's deadly accurate down the field. Like those things were like, okay, wow, he's still got that, and it's and it's impressive even on an NFL football field. He's got to get the ball out quick. So that's that's the yep. thing. He, his his time to throw was way too long, and it, it didn't really hurt him in the first preseason game. Never hurt him in college because he can buy time. But, you know, you just want to see those timing throws. Back foot, three-step drop, boom. Uh, quick check down, those types of things. So that's what I'll be looking for with Justin Fields. Speed things up. And that was a Haskins-Ohio State thing, too, is – in that particular offense, you don't have to be super quick with the processing, mostly because the guys blocking for you are all going to the league and everyone's getting open, <laughs> right. all going to the league. You know, so that can be an adjustment for those Ohio State guys. I think Fields is a very good processor, though. I have no doubts about that, you know, more so than Haskins, of course. And in that game, no Josh Allen. We'll see another early pick, you know, Mitch Trubisky. Let's see if he can do something with presumably, you know, the top unit. Maybe Diggs doesn't play, but, you know. And by the way, Tariq Cohen just sent out a tweet earlier today. He said, y'all are weirdos if you boo Mitch Trubisky in this game. <laughs> I didn't think of that comment going. The, the, the revenge game. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that in Chicago. Good. In Chicago. All right. Yeah, more, no, no, much no. more to look out for this weekend in preseason week two. We'll finish up our favorite games to tune into next. It's that time of year again. All eyes turning back to football. The NFL teams are back on the gridiron to start the 2021 season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including the half million dollar NFL mega contest and the $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at bet online head to the website use your mobile device sign up today to receive your 100 welcome bonus promo code locked on be sure to take advantage of their opening day promo make a bet on the thursday september 9th season opener between the super bowl champion buccaneers and the dallas cowboys and if you lose your wager will be refunded up to 25 dollars bet online is the fastest easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports and get yourself a 100% welcome bonus promo code locked on at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. 
How about this one? And I have a little bit more rooting interest now in this game with the Atlanta Falcons at the Miami Dolphins. And more of Tua is always good. Want to see how he progresses. Sure. Passed a test, I think, in preseason week one. Throwing darts out there. Got to not throw that pick, but he had some tight window throws. Big number eight for the Atlanta Falcons. Kyle Pitts. Is he going to be out there? Are they going to let him see the field? He warmed up, didn't play last week. Let's see him out there. The brand newest member of my dynasty squad in the Locked On NFL <laughs> Dynasty League. So uh, now I really want to see this guy, Kyle Pitts, and see if he is the real deal because yeah, he's got everything you could look for. I would like a red zone touchdown just to make me feel real good about that. Even before the preseason opened, I think I would have rather seen Pitts than any of the quarterbacks. I mean, just such <laughs> freaks are fun. You know what I mean? Like even last year, I wanted to see Chase Young more than I wanted to see the rookie first, you know, overall quarterbacks and those type of guys, you know, like superstars at their respective position, like Pitts is as a prospect are, you know, what you pay the extra money for. I mean, that, that's a, that's what you stay. That's the price of admission. So yeah, I a hundred percent agree. Do you think Matt Ryan plays, though? That might be a determining factor with Pitts. Does Ryan need any reps? Uh, you know? they're, they're, I would he should play a little, right? I you would hope. At least get him tuned like, up for the season. Roethlisberger's playing this week, you know, a series or two. Same deal. I mean, that's fine. Get him in and get him into two series and get them all out. You know, New offense. You know, I think it's worth it. They have to throw to each other against yeah. teams, so they should do that uh, once or twice before the season starts, I think, especially for a rookie. Yeah. Speaking of rookies, you know, I, I look at this Miami receiving core, even Gasecki and Parker and some of the incumbents, but especially Fuller and Waddle. I'd like to see them bust open against the not so great Falcons defense and secondary. You know, mm-hmm. I, I would like this to be a kind of a, a watershed shining moment for that group. And, you know, see fruits of their uh, investments in terms of like Waddle and Fuller, these burners, let them get open deep. How about this one? Ravens at Panthers. Uh, not much super interesting to me with the, the Ravens, except for when Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins enter and exit the game. And, and that utilization gives some clues about uh, yeah. how much of a timeshare that will be in the backfield, or is it straight up Dobbins one, Gus two? But the Panthers have a ton of players to watch, and a guy we haven't seen yet in that uniform is Sam Darnold. Yeah, agreed. And the reason I, I that game kind of catches my eye is I don't know if people realize this, but Harbaugh's um, preseason record is like impeccable. He wins almost every game. So I, think I don't it's think 14 that's an or accident. 15 straight right now for Harbaugh. Yeah, it's, I didn't realize it was that, even that extreme. So they'll probably win the game. Uh, he'll do things to win the game, which to me, all I'm looking at is Baltimore's not easy to play against in the preseason, which is exactly what I want when I'm evaluating Darnold Ooh, and this whole sort of reshaped Carolina offense <sighs> reports from people I really trust. And I always hesitate to jump on these bandwagons have been very favorable for Darnold. So I'm open to the idea that he, you know, totally turns his career around. I'm rooting for him, but I don't love his line. And I'm also interested. You bring this up a lot too, is that that young Carolina defense, it'll be fun to watch too. I mean, they, they just have a lot of, young recently drafted guys that should be showing up big how about the houston texans just you know like nico collins brandon cooks who might have some fantasy football value because you know this team's not going to win a lot of games and and just looking at uh the quarterback situation with davis mills yeah yeah i think they are definitely an interesting one i think the colts quarterback situation is a fun one to watch here as well 
They're playing at Minnesota. I'm hoping to see a lot more Kellen Mond. You're right, though. The Texans are interesting because who do you not play if you're them? You know what I mean? Like, right. is there anyone you look at and say, you're just too valuable. I can't play you in this game. You know, like <laughs> you might as well get some kind of continuity going with your 400 free agents you signed. Yeah, I don't think that exists at all. And Carson Wentz, <laughs> Carson Wentz isn't out of the woods yet for the Colts. So what does that quarterback situation look like? Kellen Mond getting his uh, getting some more work there needs to clean up some things we saw from him in the first preseason week. I want to see Brian Edwards on the field for the Raiders against yeah, the Rams yeah. and Rams running back usage. So Raiders Rams is a good one. The the the, the former one. LA team against the current LA team. Yeah, uh, well said. I think the Rams are one of the more boring preseason games because it's pretty clear even you know before there was no preseason last year that McVay sits his dudes. That's fine. Um, the last game on the slate for su- Saturday, it sure sounds like the rumblings out of Denver is it's going to be Drew Locke. So you know they're going to Seattle. He could easily have a terrible game here. We won't have that same conversation on Monday, but – he did some good things for sure in week one. I think it's easier to go from Locke to Bridgewater than the other way around. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm by no means am I predicting, you know, Locke is going to be this year's Josh Allen. But he's super talented, and there is a little bit of a precedent for these really talented guys in good situations to t- at least take a mother may I big step forward. And Locke started the first game, but the plan is to start Bridgewater in this game. Do they sit Locke yeah. and let Bridgewater play a lot, or does Locke come in with twos? It'll be interesting how they play that, and then they're going to decide before the third preseason game who the guy is going to be there at quarterback. And uh, I'm That's with you. That's not it's, how I would have handled it. I would have just said, Drew, you're the starter. Right, know. yeah. There's no bad answer there. Although, I, I mean, do, do, you th- do you think, like, could Bridgewater go light it up in this game? Like, could that undo anything else, or is it just like... It's, is it just all sort of a farce, you know, of, of him actually yeah. having an opportunity to, to quote unquote start the second preseason game since Locke got the first one? Yeah, I don't have a great answer to that. I mean, it almost feels like we're giving you fair ups, but Locke is the late leader in the clubhouse and we'll give you the same opportunity. But if you remember, I mean, Denver just destroyed Minnesota in the first game. It didn't matter if it was Locke, Bridgewater, whoever, they just moved the ball at ease. Of course, Trey Lance getting some more action, uh, and he might get some yeah. work with the ones against the ones is the thing I want to see. Not so much with the ones, but you know, with Joey Bosa rushing him and Derwin James in the back end, how does that look for Trey Lance? So that'll be a big hurdle. So that'll be a fun one for sure. Yeah, and I guess of the first round quarterbacks, he was the most erratic in his first showing. You know, so, but that doesn't bother me. He didn't play all last year, so no big worries there. I'd love to see him against the Chargers. No question. And last one, the Monday game. We got Monday Night Football here. Well, it's Monday game, this too. This is odd, yeah. It's, uh, Jaguars at Saints. Uh, you got to see the Saints quarterbacks play better, first of all. And yeah. uh, Carlos Hyde, stop playing him in front of Travis Etienne. That's Don't all. even dress him. You know, like, what do you need to see from Carlos Hyde at this stage of his career? He's not running <laughs> down on kickoffs for you or anything. Don't even dress the guy. Yeah. Uh, the, super nerdy little thing from there is, I still like Gardner Minshew. I, I think Gardner Minshew could you know, show off well on the only game of the night. And I think he's a starter somewhere. I this is the Minshew, with him, Minshew showcase game. He gets traded along with CJ Henderson to the Colts. I don't know. 
Yeah. Trying to come up with I, something. I can't find a home for Minshew yet, <laughs> yeah, but I, I think I will this offseason or when there's an injury or two. Oh, that's I'm just going to keep bringing him up there so people remember when you, whenever he turns into something that's acceptable. And everybody stay healthy. And everybody stay healthy. Yes. Good they stuff. Go in all these games. We'll yeah. break down the best of – we'll try to get to as much as possible on Monday's program, breaking down all the action from preseason week two, getting closer to 2021, going for real. Got you covered right here, Peacock and Williamson.